Thanks for listening to the Roman Circus Podcast, a weekly dive into death-defying discussions of Catholic culture, tradition, and history. I'm Matt Baker, and with me, as always, is everybody's 2020 problem that followed them into 2021, Zach Mabry. Zach, how are you, my friend? I'm uh, I'm back and more contagious than previously known. <laughs> New, hope, new strange is dropped. New strange dropped. We hope you had a nice Christmas and a nice New Year's. Um, if you did, or if you didn't, you can let us know on Twitter at Roman Circus Pod. I'm at Hey, it's Matt Baker. Zach is at Zach Mabry, Z A C Mabry. Email us podcast at romancircusblog.com. We're on Patreon. We set that up a little differently. So now you can save money. Uh, save money by giving us money. Yes, Patreon. but like com less than you could have had to give us for the same amount of stuff. Slash Roman Circus Pod. Yep. Yep. And wherever podcasts are. Now, Zach, uh, what's in the news? And before we get to the news, before we recorded, we said we need to talk about something good because we've spent a lot of time talking about, uh, what is it? Politicians who are ugly and what was the other movies thing? movies and politicians who are ugly um, is there anything in the news that is neither of those things um i don't know i'm a little <laughs> bit out of the loop so you know busy season has started in my mm-hmm. world so i've been uh waist deep in financial reports engagement letters tax I, stuff i i wish you said like busy season and it was just a bunch of like self-care stuff you're like i'm really working on me right now it's yeah busy, it's busy season <laughs> it's busy season so i have been taking long baths mm-hmm. i have been yeah really focused on self-care no um yeah i don't even know what's going on in the news i think i didn't get invited to either potential presidential inauguration so um whoever whoever wins it whoever gets inaugurated on january 20th your boy will not be there that's unfortunate i would i would have hoped that you would have there since there could potentially be two i was hoping that you know there would be room to fill and you would at least be able to go to one i did hear at one point that i guess they're wanting to make a big theatrical thing about trump's exit and then have an event in at Mar-a-Lago that you know competes with the inauguration. But um, you know, mission accomplished. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand these people. Um, you think? I don't. I mean, we were like, oh, let's not do politics this time. But briefly, it's like you think he'd go out, you know, in a less embarrassing way. But whatevs. Um, um, true. Yeah. I saw uh, everybody talk to Tough Game and then decided they wanted Nancy Pelosi to be the the leader of this the House Democrats. Yes, where would she be without her number one um, side chick, AOC? Yeah. Yes. You guys, um, you guys don't understand how politics works. Sometimes you have to do the things you don't want to do in order to do the things that you want to do. And right now we have to do things we don't want to do in order to also do things that we want to do. 
Yeah. That's, my, that's AOC. That's, that'll be that's my a re- good one. My reoccurring AOC impression. Yep. And then she gets to go on Twitter and complain about how leftists are mean to her. Um, and they should be grateful because of this, this, and that. It's it's <laughs> funny just because it's such like a naked psyop. Like, mm-hmm. like her role, which I've said is basically the same thing as what Josh Hawley does on the right is to be like, I'm different. I'm not like the establishment, blah, blah, blah. And then when it comes down to it, they still always back the establishment. And so by doing that, they kind of help consolidate power because now everybody who's for or against the establishment is, you know, for the establishment. It's, it's, so like, it's, it's like when we say we're not like other trads and then we jump on Twitter on our alts and start harassing everyone. Yeah, basically. Yeah basic we're we're the good guys oh you guys are terrible anyway right yeah you know that's okay though um i think it's working out really well for her you know if you want to talk about a glow up she had like done those failed startups and all these things and then now she's very famous she Mm -hmm. has you know this pack that raises all all sorts of money she's all over tv yeah um i wish it realistically yeah, nobody's probably had a better past two years than um, I like how Tucker calls her Sandy Cortez, but um, <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I don't. I'm not. I'm just saying. I don't disrespect the hustle. At the end of the day, like I don't have any ill will towards her. I wish I had thought of it. Um, it's before the, I said too many incriminating things online. I wish I'd thought of it, running for Congress and you know pretending to be this like grassroots. You know, I, I, it's a great grift and it's, it's way the, better than podcasting. Pit, it's the pitbull, the pitbull scale of hustle. No, the pitbull theory of hustle. You just hustle, and maybe you come off cringe and look silly at times, but you're hustling. Pitbull ultimate ultra hustler who. Sometimes looks ridiculous, but it's just stacking money and being ultra famous. Okay. That's, yeah. That's that's my pitbull theory of hustling. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think I think in the in the news, you know, we do uh I always have this sort of uh, strange appreciation for Nancy Pelosi. We have similar tastes in ice cream. <laughs> she has the refrigerator that I wish I had. Um, and I, I really get the sense that she's probably a really fun person to be related to. Like mm-hmm. think about spending holidays with her. Oh, like yeah. I bet sure. she shows up with more booze than you could imagine. Probably gives great Christmas. Like I would hands down everybody. There's what that 435 representatives, like the one mm-hmm. I want to chill with bar none is is pelosi so aunt, aunt i'm happy nancy. for her that she's back on time aunt nancy which is funny my mom's name is nancy and so all of my cousins call her aunt nancy so i yeah since i my mom's nancy my aunt nancy is nancy pelosi <laughs> um so i similarly i wish her no ill will it's always i always say it's good to have a catholic uh in you know in these positions people get that's one of the takes where people kind of roll their eyes at me but even you know, even if there's doubts about um, how much of the creed they hold to, uh, at least if in their mind they, they're Catholic, I, I think I'd, that's better than if they weren't. Wow. Zach, maybe, I know this is Zach maybe this whole podcast. It's going to be the only thing anybody knows. He's coming out for wishy-washy mind Catholicism. 
All you have in to high do, places. All you have to do is look up at the sky and say, I'm Catholic, and then that's good enough for Zach Mabry. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, we, uh, did you hear that that Stomp the Steel guy's converting? Uh, no, Ari? that's good. Uh, I see some... There was some stuff online about like why does why does Catholicism attract the most problematic people? And first of all, uh, it was said by someone who I like. It, the person who said that I I do like that person. The original tweet. No, okay. Well, I don't know if we're talking about the same person. I just well, the one that everybody was quote tweeting was someone i think i don't remember if i fought but i'm just pointing out that even though all the responses to that tech text me the name and i'll i'll okay. see if it's the same one but my point was going to be is like first of all uh calm down we're all terrible and we all want pe- we want everybody to be catholic right we said this numerous times so like the first the sure maybe Maybe unfortunate people have unfortunate ideas, but that me like it it's the same thing when when people would be like, "Oh, Pope Francis is going to do this and this and this on the the like people on the progressive side would say that, and like if they were to enter the church because of that, they would be disappointed, right so like these same people who may hold problematic views on the other side um might are gonna like come into the church and be disappointed if that's why they enter but we want them to enter uh just because catholicism is true and correct and good yeah and i want all that my figure that I want out. all my enemies outside the church to become my enemies inside the church <laughs> yeah yeah i mean and i i like uh, i'm serious on that i mean that that is um no, I agree. how it's I'm, supposed to go yeah but yeah, so the question, I mean, the thing about why does Catholicism attract the worst people is that's kind of the point. I mean, the church is basically, um, Jesus has decided to collect kind of the most broken and useless people he can find into one which is every um, society, and that's exists. basically the Catholic church. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, obviously, um, but I don't know that's what, what it's like, for. Like, and this was a talk around. Because the person I'm talking about, I don't know if it's the stop the steal guy, but there's like, because yeah, some... I'm talking about Ari Flesher. He's the one that announced he was converting as, as far Wait, as that... Marshall's. What Ari Flight? Isn't that the George W. Bush guy? No. Ari Fleischer. I, th- I don't think, I think so. He's the. Wait, maybe there's two Aris. Ari Fleischer. Oh no, that's his press secretary. You're right. George W. Bush press secretary. Yeah. Who am I thinking of? Um, hold on. I was texting about it. Let me find the name. Now I just feel like a goober. Um, but anyway. No, his name is Ali. His name is Ali. Ali, 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 stop this. See, I don't even know these Oh, people. maybe that is the same. But So like, this is um, Ali Alexander. Okay. Yeah. Ali Alexander. His... Um, Somebody wrote out his full name, and it it sounds um, it sounds pretty foreign, actually. But oh, I've seen this guy. This is like the big, the biggest. That's what I'm saying. He's like when, guy, when you right? say "stop the steal," he gets paid five cents. So like, he, <laughs> um, that's why we need you to contribute to our Patreon. We've said that phrase way too much. 
Yeah, we got to collect. So he announced he's becoming Catholic because he was investigating Our Lady of Fatima. Um, mm-hmm. And that sort of led him in. I think that's great. And pretty, pretty um, solid way to come into the church. Yeah. And I mean, he's a friend of a friend. I don't, the people I know that know him personally don't have anything negative to say about him. Um, you know, his public presentation, which he, you know, he takes stances on issues that are controversial. So I don't think he minds being disagreed with. So there's plenty that he says and does that I don't agree with. But, you know, that can all be true. And I can be glad that he's becoming Catholic. Um, and his, his rumored uh, godfather is going to be Taylor Marshall. Well, yeah, um, I mean, like a lot of people, guys, I hate to tell you this, but a lot of people have come into the church through Taylor Marshall and they will do that as long as Taylor Marshall exists, right? Like I mean, it, first and foremost, his, his like 30 children. Um, <laughs> yeah. But my point is like, it doesn't like... I know that you, I know that you get like, I know that Taylor Marshall is not someone that people like and that is people think is problematic and uh, okay. But like, I don't know. The, it, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. My point is like, he's, he's brought people into the church and he will continue to and like, I'm sure plenty of people have brought people in the church and that's not like, it's not like a lesser form of Catholicism. It just means that it the if you come into the church through someone, you have to obviously hope they're telling you the correct things. And if they aren't, you just figure it out or you just become really upset. Like I I mean it it we want we want him in. Cringe cringe people can be in Catholicism too. Right. I mean, I don't know his background. I think maybe he's been evangelical. So we, we don't know, depending on the sect that he's in, we don't know. Maybe he's never even been baptized. I mean, for all we know, he comes out of the water and he's, you know, James Martin or something. But uh, the, Father James like, Martin. In, Father. Father, that's right. In, in general, you want people to have access to the sacraments and the grace that flows from that because um, we understand sanctifying grace to be a created participation in God's own life. And that that actually does change your, like it changes you. Right. Um, and so, I mean, it's not like most people overnight, they come in and they, everything about them is perfect, but it's definitely on the right track. And the, the you know, if you look at some individual and you make a critique of them that is perhaps valid, mm-hmm. um, in general, grace from God is the most surefire way for that issue to be resolved. Mm -hmm. Uh, It would probably be Pelagianism or semi-Pelagianism to think otherwise, to say, it's not the grace of God you need. It's, you know, you need to go home and do the reading and do the work and this ain't it chief. Yeah. Um, And then after grind it out in the, the Catholic salt mines and come back and see me. Right. Like that's, I mean, the idea that somebody needs to go back and reform themselves before, I mean, yes, that can be part of the process for baptism, but. Well, sure. But the, the thing does, it doesn't stop. It also, it doesn't stop after baptism. If, if this person has, if this or any person has bad views, unfortunate views that don't jive with Catholicism, those need to be worked out. Like it, it is a constant, literally a constant battle. Because right. we're one mortal sin away from eternal damnation, right? It's not like... Yes, and we're one confession away from sainthood. Nobody's ever more than one confession away from sainthood. Right, exactly. And that, but like this, I... 
and I guess I get, I get that like tensions are high and we might talk about this more on another podcast, like the Gloria Purvis EWTN stuff. Mm-hmm. EWT, did I say that right? Yeah. Um, uh, so tensions are high as far as like, cause this person had expressed like there's like a white supremacist leaning and um, all this stuff and people who want to come into the church. And I, I have not paid attention to the minutia of, of that to speak on whether or not that's completely correct, but like, okay. Like again, what? Well, I think just as a quick tangent, what I would say about Gloria Purvis is that she was always first. No, I know, but I do. That was bad. I mentioned it. I know, but I want to add this is that when she was always first in line to roll out on pro-life stuff and for the defense of marriage, and for you know all the church's perennial teachings, especially the ones that were controversial and touched on culture war issues and things. Oh yeah. And what's been unfortunate that I've seen, and um, a few other people have pointed out, is that she is being linked with dissidents who don't support any of those things, who have, you know, uh, what they would call it very nuanced. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, they're not pro-life, or they they're not pro-life in a way that I mean, basically she showed up for those teachings and that's why it's been unfortunate to see the way that she's been um, characterized. And you know, I, I don't think you can pin that characterization on EWTN or any one person, but I think um, what I would hope to see is at least the record corrected to say that um, on all of the settled issues, including the ones that most people don't like to talk about publicly, she's with the church. And so um I just thought I'd point that out there. Oh yeah, no, been, this is that's kind I, of a bugaboo of mine for a while. That well, she, yeah, I'm, she's not a live cast. No, I'm totally on her side, and I think we like uh, the idea of that how that whole thing played out was completely ridiculous, right? So that's what right. I mean. Like the tensions are. She high. probably thinks even our friend Massimo. She probably thinks he's like a live cast and a goofball. Like, you, that's Matt, what I'm saying. Uh, friend of the show, former guest who wrote the book about how Joe Biden is old, like super catholic and the best catholic fighting through the american church yeah i would expect her to be like this is goofy i don't like this so yeah okay but my point is that all this is going on tensions are kind of high so you would like you would see that and you say so gloria purvis african-american catholic woman getting railroaded while uh so and so yada yada bad views being like lifted up right and it so I get that idea and it, but again, like we talk about it all the time and it, it's like the one thing we continue to say is like people are so constantly obsessed with like fighting off the, the smallest, almost non-existent faction of the church. Right. I'm not saying that white supremacy within the church doesn't exist or like, things like that but i'm saying like it's always it's just the constant battle of like the looming threat of the tiny trad parish to take over the entire diocese that doesn't exist so i mean that just kind of is like an extension of that to me instead of like we we want people in the church and they're going to have bad views and people have unfortunate views and we disagree but like I don't know. We have we can't lose sight of what's the most important thing. I mean, right at the end of the day, we want them to reform within the church. We want those people to be transformed and changed within the church. 
and you know, I've had this debate with people before, but I'm really not a fan of saying, oh, you need to go quit being Catholic or you're not really Catholic. Or that. Like at the end of the day, it's a fairly clear definition of being under the church's jurisdiction. It's, you know, ultimately a matter of being um, baptized and in communion with the church. Um, it's not, there's very little about it that's subjective. And yeah, I would like to see all of those people fix themselves just like, uh, I'm trying to fix myself yeah, I, and you're trying yeah. to fix yourself. I don't want them to go leave and just be terrible someplace else. Like I go ahead and be terrible here and hopefully sort that out. Well, yeah. Cause leaving is leaving like obviously, right. but leaving, like you don't like, you don't get, you don't, you don't get like a period where you leave the church and God like grants you this reprieve to be like, okay, you just go outside, figure it out. Um, when you're ready, come back in. Like we literally just have parables about that, even recently about like the the oil and the lamps and like the wedding garment, all this stuff, right? Like just saying, mm-hmm. like, you be ready. And that readiness comes from within. So like, I don't know, like it, what, what, I don't know what. Well, I mean, you know, the, the church is prefigured in Noah's Ark. And so let's say you're on the Ark and everybody off the Ark perishes. Um, you know, you can want people on the ark with you that suck to like leave you alone, but you shouldn't really be wishing for them to jump off to their own peril. You know, I mean, there's really no charity in that if if you dig down into it. I think there's this notion that says, oh, it's better to be just honest and admit that you're a bad Catholic or you're not Catholic enough or you're this or that and to just, you know, accept the truth and leave. Um, but knowing what happens when you leave, I don't know how anybody can earnestly wish that for somebody how is cyberbullying even real bro just like close your eyes or did somebody get cyberbullied no i was just quoting tyler the creator for some reason whatever oh nice made me think of that um well and that's the other thing i think the pandemic has caused a lot of these tensions to get worse for certain people because it's insane twitter like you we're spending all our time at home and the quote-unquote discourse becomes is become everyone's brain is broken right i mean because before you know when you talk about trads or the tlm it's like you go to a latin mass parish and like some family that brought a giant picnic basket full of food offers you lunch for free and you've just like shown up randomly you go online and it's somebody with like an anime profile pictures saying that you're going to hell because you let your wife do the shopping or something like it's really you know, there's a huge gap between how people are online and what you'd actually encounter at a parish. And when, course, and then that's the, kind the of other like, worst thing is everybody's being told, and I mean, I get why, but they're like, you know, attend mass over um, YouTube and that stuff. And I mean, all of the trad priests are recommending this, like up to and including Father Wolf. The problem is, is in the comment section of those are all those crazy people. So what I would hope, you know, if anyone cares what I think is turn off the comment section of your mass videos because the <laughs> crazy people are poaching in those. Yeah. No, I'm so, I know. I, mean, I agree. It's just a hilarious sentence to say, turn off the comments of your mass videos. I mean, you don't allow running commentary during actual mass. It's not a Twitch stream. Um, so, because I mean, that's like, you know, we, I always talk about how the important thing is to, you know, to me on a practical level, the best thing is when a new Latin mass parish starts in a diocese because, you know, it becomes a hub for 
for marriages and families and vocations and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, you know, what runs counter to that is how people act online. And now online is the, the norm. Um, And so, you know, it's, it's tough because you don't, before it was always like, well, just go to a parish and you'll see. And people, you know, 100% of the time are like, oh, wow, like it's so different. Nobody, you know, impressed me on my opinion about Mortara when I went to the TLM last week. What is and your opinion now, on that, by the way? Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, I think it happened 200 years ago. <laughs> um, it's a thing that happened. Right. Yeah, I, I, another important tangent is you don't actually have to have stances on things that uh, already happened other than mm-hmm. just that they happened. Um, where were we, Matt? Where were we? So I guess we started on this tangent with uh, the news that the um, Ali Alexander Stop the Steel guy is, is converting. Good. Glad to have him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. I almost posted a meme of like two really happy, like the same picture of somebody really excited. And it was going to be like me when somebody awesome converts me when somebody awful converts. Um, But I don't have an opinion on this person. So I don't even really want to call them awful. Like, I don't, I don't know him. And Um, I get like, if Taylor, okay. I mean, the other grifters are worked up, but yeah, um, exactly. It's it's like a closed loop of grifters on one side and the other. They like thrive off of each other. And if you kind of let them cancel each other out, you can just live your life and be normal. Well, and okay, going also on the Taylor Marshall thing, like if he's Taylor Marshall's his godfather, like, I don't know, like being a, I'm sure Taylor Marshall has been a godfather to someone, but like being a godfather, I, I can talk. I've, I'm a three X godfather, Zach. And you are, you're a, and now a you're, you're in the godfather club, but like you kind of have, you do feel a little responsible for something like you, I mean, like it, you know, whether it be their soul or like their just their growth, it helps to like have that kind of put upon you a little bit. And even if it, even if they're just, even if it's just two dudes lolling about all the stuff you can't like LOLing about all the stuff you can't stand and like, being unpal like uncouth online i mean it it something has to sink in like and i'm not even saying i'm just using that as you know a broad example right like just look at your en- like your enemies and think yes i hope this leads both people closer to christ and to heaven which is what we want for everybody i don't know i don't see the bad i i mean i get the idea of what the bad is but I was scrolling. I was, um, I was trying to find if Taylor Marshall had tweeted about being Allie's godfather. Yeah. Um, I but, be Allie G's godfather. Um, I noticed Taylor Marshall still up to his old tricks, which is he replies to a tweet. Um, and then he retweets that, that reply. So it shows up on his timeline, but then he mm-hmm. also quote tweets the same tweet with the same reply. So you scroll and it's just him saying everything twice. <laughs> Maybe uh, I've imagined the idea that he'd be his godfather. I mean, either way, it's just an example. It just adds to the. It example seems fitting, of, but it just adds to the example of like this could be this could be your nightmare of a scenario, but in this case, it's not 
a nightmare. If, if person X and person Y who you don't like are meeting up to do some random activity, okay. But like, I don't know. And coming in through Our Lady of Fatima, like that's a, it's a pretty, pretty good one. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, she doesn't mess around, so maybe she'll sort out any perceived, uh, you know, deficiencies. I just, it just got me when I, like, why does, why is Catholicism, I forget how it was worded, but like, why is Catholicism attracting like the worst people? And just like, all right, that's, that's what kind of got me. It's like, just it's like calm. that, that moon, that astronaut meme always has been. It literally always has been. I mean, like, yeah, it's. I don't know. That's all I got. That's that on that. Plus thing. now, I mean, just think now it could be excommunicated. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's one, one step closer to being cast out. That's really funny. That'd be, that would be like the best thing um, <laughs> to be like, actually, this is a good thing because he's one step closer to excommunication. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So, so yeah, that's what's, um, that's all the news that I know about. What about, what about you? I don't know of any, that's the news. That was good. I don't, that's, that is, I don't know. I didn't expect that to be part of the news. So I like that. And other than that, um, the other thing that's been sweeping the timeline has been mm -hmm. Exodus 90. Okay. And then a whole bunch of like plays on that. Exodork ninety, what? I don't know. I just so, wanted to, I just wanted to really get get the get it going. For anyone not familiar with Exodus ninety, it's basically a ninety day program for men to do um, that has three main pillars: prayer, um, asceticism, and fraternity. So, um, as part of the prayer side, you you know, like go to mass like you're supposed to. And then you also make a holy hour every day mm -hmm. for the asceticism. You do certain penances when it's not like a feast day. Um, the one they're famous for is you take cold showers. Um, but you know, you also don't eat sweets or drink alcohol and stuff. And then the fraternity part, you do this with a group and you're supposed to, you know, once a week kind of have a group meeting, check in with your, your homies. Um, and like if life happens and you need to alter the program, you sort of do that with your, with your home, your fraternity, your homies. Um, yeah. So the idea there is like, you know, there's some built in flexibility, but it's, you know, to make sure you don't just go your own way with it. And does you, it lead up you know, to Easter? So it can't like, it's a 90 day program you can do whenever, but um, they always have an official kind of kickoff date each year mm -hmm. where if you do it on that day, it ends on Easter. But in theory, Is it you could one? do it any other time. Yeah. So this one just to end on Easter, the one for this year starts, started January 4th. So yesterday. Okay. Um, so in the build up to the official one, the one that, you know, ends on Easter, they always do a big advertising push. And so then everybody kind of does their takes on it. Like people think it's cool and then people think it's lame. And then, you know, the, the obvious ones are, Oh, the people who do this, it's their full-time job and they're getting paid for it. And that's bad because, um, reasons. Yeah. Because reasons, um, there's that part of it. Um, 
there's, you know, it's only for men. So there's that aspect of it. And then there's like weird complaints about, you know, somebody who sounds like they just are a lame person, um, does Exodus 90 and continues to be lame. Um, so I don't know how that's Exodus 90's fault, but you know, the idea is they like only talk to their Exodus 90 bros and they neglect their wife and kids or Mm, all that kind of stuff, which, I mean, you do hear about that with both Opus Dei and Regnum Christi. So, I mean, lay apostolates are always like you're um, too, you're in too deep. Yeah. Like I, I remember hearing stories about people, they like, you know, they're so into their Opus Dei or their Regnum Christi thing that they're over at the, I don't know if they're called chapter houses or whatever, mm-hmm. praying with them, but they've like never got any prayers left over to pray the rosary with their family. Yeah, and stuff. I mean, I get, I see where that could be an issue, sure. So part of the, there's like a checklist for Exodus 90. And before you start, you have to get your wife's permission if you're married. Um, so it does seem like the, at least the program designers want to make sure that it's- wow. Wow, so Exodus 90 is done by a bunch of weak weaklings who need their wife's permission. Or they get, well, I don't wow. know if it's permission. I guess permission. Wow. Yeah, that's true. It's going to set off some of the weird trads. But basically, you know, when you're married, that is your vocation. And like, that is your program for holiness. Of course. Um, so I think it'd be similar to like, if a, you know, if a religious wanted to do it, they would need... So here we go. I would say there's superior's position, but it basically, you know, when you're married, you've committed to a program of holiness, which is your marriage. And so if you're going to add something like this to it, you do need to make that decision with your spouse. And I mean, built into the program is that component. So um, I'm sure that doesn't play out well for everybody, um, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't sound to me like it's Exodus nineties fault. If, um, you know, dudes don't want to hang out with their wives. <laughs> right. It's the wife's fault is what you're saying. I mean, it's, it could just be that the guy's already a deadbeat or yeah. maybe the wife is lame. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, it, it just, it sounds like if you already have problems, um, well, yeah, I mean, this could continue to have those same problems, but now you can blame it on Nexus. Right. Yeah. I was going to say this could be one of those things that you like, the, okay. The reason I don't want to do Exodus 90 is I'm lazy and stupid, but also because I think that I would just do it to prove that I could do it. I don't think I would like, I don't know how much spiritual benefit I would get or look at getting. Like, I don't, I don't think mentally that would be the main reason for me. I think it would just be to like prove that I could defeat it. Yeah. And so along those same lines, I think it probably has the same effect of like, this is not going well for me. If I do this, everything will start to go well for me. And I don't think this is a cure. This is not like a, this is not like a medicine to like cure your illness necessarily as much as it is like a thing just to help you. Right. Like, like I know I just said, it's not a medicine. It's a thing to help you, but like, it's not going to cure your problems that you have. No, I think, um, well, so I think aspects of it, are things that are part of just the regular Christian life. So Mm. um, prayer, of course, you know, our Lord says pray constantly. Asceticism is pretty, you know, it's not just for Lent and Ember days and stuff. It is supposed to be a lifestyle thing. Um, It's, you know, because I think some people are like, well, I could just do Lent. That's fine for me. And that's true. And that's good. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's nothing contrary to that, I think, by doing more. The idea is, you know, in in current year, um, a lot of, guys are pretty stuck like at the end of the day they're 
constantly on their devices. They can't find time to pray. They're Mm. maybe drinking too much. They're, you know, they're not moving forward in their goals. They're, I think there's a lot of things. And if you look at all of the go-to vices around us, it's just everywhere. I mean, there's sort of an immediate hit everywhere you look to kind of feel good or ignore whatever's bothering you and just kind of stay Mm -hmm. stuck. Sure. And I think there's lots of books that, you know, put forth programs for getting unstuck. And and I think Exodus 90 on a natural level just falls into that um, genre of, of program. Like, you know, getting off of your phone and the internet for 90 days can allow you to see how often do you, um, you know, a lot of people are pretty addicted to the internet, even if the stuff they're looking at is not um, like by itself bad, which is also a big problem right now. I know. Right. Um, But, you know, I mean, a lot of people can't, can't be bored for five minutes without reaching for a device. Um, And, you know, you just kind of use that to self-medicate and then it's, you know, video games, drinking, there's all these different things you know, to me, they're also related to dopamine in your brain, but all these things that give you kind of a quick fix and then you become complacent with that. Uh, and then it cycles back and you feel like a loser. And then when you look back on, you know, your life, you've just kind of been bouncing from thing to thing to thing. And, you know, Exodus 90 is not the only program out there that is sort of designed, I think, to uh, address this. I mean, the other, the secular one, in a lot of senses, like NoFap or things like that, um, where, you know, people for totally non-religious reasons, they like pick something to not do for 90 days that they mm-hmm. think is some sort of unhealthy cycle. And then after it's done, they have all this clarity about life and they finally, you know, did that thing they wanted to do or they, yeah. I mean, it's good. It's good that they gave it up cause it's r- probably bad, but, um, yeah. Right. And I think some of the critique is like, if you're going to do your self improvement thing, just like do that. Don't, um, don't try to make it a spiritual thing, you know, like basically Mm -hmm. like work on yourself to work on yourself. Like don't do that and then claim that you're, you're, and I don't really, I kind of disagree with that. This reminds me of when we had, um, I don't know. Why am I going blank on the show? Uh, your friend, our friend has, he does no, uh, does the book grit and glory. Uh, oh yeah, Kaiser Johnson. Kaiser, that's right, Kaiser Johnson. You know, I mean, his program is a workout program, but it's, you know, it's designed with a, a supernatural intention. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I think, and we know from traditional prayer practices that when you make your morning offering, the idea is that everything you do that day, going to work, dealing with your family, making your bed and stuff, you've assigned to it a supernatural intention, so that in addition to doing those things on the natural level, you are getting grace for them. Um, mm-hmm. And you're, so, I mean, I don't personally think there's anything wrong with, with anchoring your self-improvement stuff with taking that and giving it a supernatural intention. I don't, I don't think that's like fake. No, I'm, but I, that's kind of what we're called to do in everything, right? Like yeah. I'm just affirming and, your point at this, at, at this point, I am affirming your point. Right. And you know, it gets tough. It's like, okay, if you are doing fasting cause you want to lose weight, can you also call that a religious fast? I mean, I, I think there's, but it's different benefits. One is like the, one can be a secondary benefit. Right. 
I don't think I don't think what you do is actually I don't know. That's a good question because if you want to lose a hundred pounds and you need to, you also could make it a way to right. grow. Like are, you, because, are you like supposed to cut God out of that process? Because otherwise it's not yeah, authentic. I, right. I, cause, and I mean, it, you don't like, since God holds everything in existence at all times and life is a daily, life is a daily struggle and in certain aspects, like I think it's fine to say both. I need to lose a hundred pounds and I'm going to try and gain some sort of spiritual benefit out of this. Right. And you know, I've wrestled with this too, but that's basically my stance is what you said is I think once upon a time I thought it was, you know, didn't really count as fasting for religious purpose. If you also had, in mind something else like what is the it calls into question like the idea of what making sure something is pure like like or can you really like you have to have pure spiritual intentions like i don't know what that i don't actually kind of know what that means because if we're called to like bring our faith into everything then it's just kind of that mean that's all inclusive and that means like it, like I, well, I've been waking up. Let's, if you weigh, th- if you weigh three hundred pounds and you want to weigh two hundred pounds, and you um, so you do fasting and you do health things and you attach um, intention to that. So when you lose that two hundred pounds, you've added a spiritual tie-in. If you then lose the other two hundred pounds, as in you die, um, <laughs> I think you'll be really glad that you you tied that stuff in with God, and then you know what's yeah. left of you gets to go to heaven. I. I get the stuff about insincerity, but there's not a component in Exodus 90 where you track your gains or um, anything like that. Like there's, you're supposed to exercise, um, but you know, you're supposed to spend more of your time praying. So I don't know. I don't really, I, I get that it's worth thinking about, but I don't necessarily see a conflict between growing in holiness and then just other types of self-improvement. Sure. It need it all should just be one thing. I mean the van the I guess it it changed vanity. Like vanity, yeah. yeah. Like vanity comes into play and you're looking at there there was this dude when I was in college at the great Arizona State University. Um oh, is that, I guess I've only heard of the other I've only heard of the the other Arizona State University. Yeah, but no, you went I went to the great one. I went to the great one. Is that one a secret? Yeah, I um, shouldn't even be talking about it. But I would go work out, and there was this dude who would just like just flex constantly in the mirror, and I I got I had to respect it. It was completely ridiculous, and he uh, he was just there doing his thing. You know, he would like grunt when he was working out, and then he would just flex in the mirror, and you know, I mean there is that element and there, it is vain, but on, but on some level, I was just like, you know, bro, do your thing. Like you're getting out of this, what you want. And I mean, that's kind of the other part is you'll get out of, you'll get out of Exodus 90, what you want. So if you do it, you'll, and you complete it. If what you want is your, like a check mark on the old did Exodus 90, you'll get it. Yeah. Well, and I think it's also important to realize that you will in life have to face a series of crosses. And so um, if you do embrace 
the cross, like, you know, if you, if you deal with being overindulgent with food or you deal with being, um, you know, lazy or what's the, like, you know, basically if you fix those things, you're going to probably be given the cross of vanity, which you then have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, I don't I know that, that you, guy's up to now. I'll have to see if I can track him down, even though I don't know his name or hardly remember what he looks like. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you consider that vices are all sort of a series of excess and defect, when you do correct a vice, you're putting yourself in line to correct others. You know, the the classic, I don't know if it was Father Ripperger, but he talked about, okay, yeah, you've got some people who immodesty is not going to be a problem for them. They're, they're modest all mm-hmm. the time. Sure. They're going to be more tempted and easily tempted to pride. Um, oh, you know, yeah, the, de- yeah, the, de- yeah. The devil's got lots of tricks up his sleeve. So I, I think that, um, I mean, again, wrong reasons is the big, like, I get really annoyed with, um, you know, don't do something because you might do it for the wrong reasons, even if, even when it seems that you probably will do it for the wrong reasons. Wait, um, wait plus, I mean, you said, it, you said when, you don't like the attitude of don't do something because you might do it for the wrong reasons. Is that what you said? Yeah, I guess there's a lot of negatives in there, but you know, this goes back to if the only reason you go to mass is for free coffee afterwards, I would rather you continue going to mass for free coffee. Um, I, I rarely take issue with people doing something they should be doing. Um, yeah, simply I mean, because like, they may not would, be doing it for the right reason. I would love for if a lot of people in my life went to mass just for the free coffee. Yeah, they don't even go at all. Right, and I mean your your reasoning will over time hopefully become perfected. But you know, it's kind of that you know the perfect is the enemy of the good. Um, you know, a lot of the perfection part will come come about. You know, worst case in purgatory if you get there. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's why, like I've said, I'm I'm always uh, I don't think you should knock the idea of going through the motions. Um, going through the motions and most things is good, you know, feeding your kids when you don't feel like being a provider that day, just going through the motions, still good, still a parent. Um, you know, it's great if you wake up and you're filled with a sense of purpose and that drives you to want to feed and nourish your family. But you know, it's, I wouldn't wait for that. Insp- you know, keep doing it with or without that inspiration. I mean, it, it is noble uh, to do things that you need to do just yeah. to do them. Right. Like it's not, yeah, like you don't have to. You, you some you just have to do what you have to do some days, right? So I mean, you know, I think with Exodus ninety, it's not for everybody, but it is probably good for most people. Um, I'm trying to think what the other objections are. What's interesting is there's not a, a similar program for women. Um, Whammon. I saw some people, some people want to start one, but that's. I don't know if you should just throw together a makeshift one. It's probably needs to come from a spiritual direction. Well, so the, I guess what the Exodus 90 guys say on their website is that they consulted with an order of women religious on, you know, what that could look like. And from that, they came back and said that they, they don't recommend the program be adapted for women. I don't know the details of why that was. Um, I will say it's, it's very tailor-made to things that I think are more, um, of a problem for masculine problem. Well, no, but I mean, just the types of, I mean, I'm I'm not saying that as a joke or like as a disparaging, I'm just saying like a, an actual problem in like 
sometimes a lot of times women are way better at just doing things they need to do and not complaining about it right yes and you know the types of vices that the program addresses are Mm -hmm. on a natural level just more suited to men like you know people that play video games so much that they aren't living their life Mm -hmm. um you that's like a common meme in society. Like there was, there've been like a lot of viral, you know, TikTok challenges involving when, you know, the husband or the boyfriend doesn't pay any attention to the wife or the girlfriend because they're always playing video games or that one where that guy's playing in the hospital um, while his wife's in labor. I don't know if you remember that picture. Oh yeah. No, that was, that's a King. That's a legend. right? I know. I mean, you know, that circumstance could have been perfectly fine. Like what else are you supposed to do while you're there? Um, (laughs) Yeah. And maybe it's completely set up, but also. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. I think like a 90 day boot camp program like this with a supernatural element attached is, I think it's a good thing. I think it's, um, you know, if, if people want to do it, they should do it. If they don't, they definitely shouldn't. Um, Exodork nerdy. What I don't understand. Really, really, yeah. There's that, what, like chest, what is the other ones? Like people are posting. Chesterton 90. Uh, I tweeted out that I'm going to do Matt Baker 90, which is just, for 90 days doing whatever Matt Baker does, which is my favorite one. Um, yeah. And then, um, you know what some people have pointed out, and I think this is correct. If you follow the traditional calendar and you um, fast on the sort of recommended days, which, you know, traditionally that's all of the days of Lent except sa- except Sunday, you would fast, which means you have the one main meal and then the two little little side meals um and you would also on ash wednesday and then all the fridays of lent you would um also abstain from meat which means like monday tuesday thursday or well monday tuesday wednesdays except ash wednesday thursday and then saturday depending on when you look you would be able to have meat at that one meal Mm -hmm. um you would do that all of lent you would also do that on all the ember days which three of them happen inside of lent so the other three in advent um, Pentecost and then just the one in time after Pentecost, the Michaelmas Embertide, you would, uh, you know, that's three more days that you would do the fasting. Um, you'd also fast on vigils of certain feasts. So Christmas Eve, the Assumption and um, the Immaculate Conception, I think are the three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some people would take their Friday abstinence and you could extend that to fasting on Friday or also fasting on Wednesday, which would have been done at different points historically so i mean you could take the traditional calendar and observe the fast and the feast on that with a certain amount of diligence Mm -hmm. and um you know still from that derive a pretty penitential life um so i think that that's an important you know alternative as with anything like this before you start exodus 90 please consult your spiritual physician meaning your spiritual director a lot of these things yeah. people just take on and just like, I'm going to do it. And they, you really need to have some sort of direction in this. I, well, yeah, I think that if you have any thought of doing that, you should definitely do it. Or if you're like, I don't think that there's anything contained with an Exodus 90 that is serious enough that you would definitely need, like, you know, you're not. 
Well, yeah, you're not taking just, the discipline, like you're not beating yourself as right, penance. But, but, but I just say a, bring it up in the confessional, or if you have a spiritual director, of course, informing him about it or asking. Yeah, like, I it's definitely, a ninety day. It's like a big chunk of time, and it's like a you're attempting on some level a spiritual overhaul, right? And I think it's just good. Maybe I shouldn't have said before start, but it's just good to bring it up. I definitely would never object to somebody wanting to bring it up before starting. I just think there's, you know, to be fair, the list of of practices involved are not extreme. Um, To me, they're not extreme enough to say, don't, don't do this without, consulting first but i think yeah especially if you have a spiritual director then you you probably need you definitely need to talk with them it'd be a good idea to bring it up to your confessor um and it yeah if you have any you know if you've been very scrupulous in the past or if you i mean I, I, i'm not ever saying don't talk to a spiritual director yeah um i just hide, think it's important hide not it to from blow. Your spiritual director guys yeah, lie hide them i just think it's yeah it's important not to take like pretty basic penances that aren't you know going to kill anybody and say that these like don't you know don't try this at home um so yeah i I googled uh do it or don't do it do it or don't do it i googled exodus 90 alternatives and one of the links was a new york times article that's how some conservatives have switched to parlor rumble and newsmax because it has the words exodus and then 90 and then alternative in it oh man so yeah, instead of Exodus ninety, you should get Parlor. It'd be funny on. if they did like a partnership where they're like, so you can't use social media except for for Parlor. Yeah, Exodus from Twitter ninety. Yes, and then you yeah you can't watch Fox News. You can only watch one American news. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is Rumble? I I don't know. I hope it's not like a. Is this one of those like, things where the media... It's like only fans for conservatives. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where like the media finds the most irrelevant thing and pushes it on you like it's some eminent, like, oh no. Yeah, there's some Facebook alternative everyone's all about. It's like MeWe. Okay. Uh, just, just based on... Don't know on, what it is. Just based on that word alone. MeWe? Me. Like M E and then we. Me like, we. Oh. Yeah. Still I'm over it. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Z- Zuckerberg has already got all my data uploaded to his Martian relatives, and so I <laughs> no need to no need to start a whole new profile. Yeah. Um if you are doing Exodus ninety, good luck to you. Uh yeah. I guess hopefully it means you can still listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you're not violating your Exodus 90. So I guess ask your fraternity if you can uh if you can continue listening to us. Yeah. That uh yeah, the fraternity piece. There's a lot of I guess I I guess I knew that you had you were had to do it with the fellas. Dudes rock. I think what I I think what to me is smart about that. Cause mm-hmm. I, I think that's my, my main critique or not my main like observation about Exodus 90 is it does seem very well designed like a mm-hmm. 90 day period, you know, mentally speaking is a good amount of time to break bad habits and form good habits. Um, you know, when you're trying to make those changes, 
that take place in kind of your brain as far as habits, exercise, you know, primes your brain for those types of changes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of things about it that make sense to me as far as if you wanted to help people really turn themselves around. Um, but I think the idea that, you know, you're going to have to, life is going to happen. And so if you at least have to run it by your, uh, your little click when you're going to mm-hmm. change it, then you're not back to just like doing whatever you want when you want. Um, you know, cause kind of 90 days of not getting to decide for yourself on, on things that are not, I mean, you know, it's a hot or cold shower folks. It's a having alcohol or not having alcohol. You're not talking about like something crazy. Um, did you, see, you have to ask your fraternity if you can get the COVID vaccine. <laughs> did, um, did you see a, <laughs> that's a, <laughs> am I breaking Exodus 90 if I get the COVID vaccine? Yes, that yes, amazing. The, the uh, Catholic Democrat Twitter account—that's um, real. It's unfortunately real. They tweeted. They did a tweet about uh, like Nancy Pelosi, Catholic Democrats Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden don't drink alcohol, which is good. And then in parentheses they put "truly," just to let you know that they really mean it. He said, but why why don't like it was like why don't they do it it's the one vice that catholics can do and do a lot of and i'm like man you guys like why do you spend so much time just being absolutely completely cringe yeah it's also a little annoying because alcohol is not a vice like alcohol drinking alcohol is a virtuous act that can earn grace for you um, if done if done under the right things neither speaker pelosi nor joe biden drinks which is wonderful for them truly but makes us wonder what kind of catholics are they it's the one vice catholics get free and clear and then in the replies you just have a bunch of like people with the profiles you'd expect being like this is amazing lol i love this and be like all right you all like take multiple seats Take several seats. Take several seats. Um, as as the map yeah, maker, the map maker problem with alcohol is not that it exists; it's that people act like it's something more than just something that people enjoy. Like right. I mean, it's not like a, it's not like anything more than something that people enjoy. And that I like correct. And I like, like anything anybody that, enjoys, you could take it too far. Um, yeah. And then it becomes bad, but it's not that there's not anything that's created that's bad. And this is where you fall into a lot of errors. Not you personally, like, you know, me. where people fall into errors is they think, oh, you know, that's the devil's juice or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, no, I mean, yeah, if you misuse it, you know, to get just wasted or to avoid having to live a real life, then yeah, that's bad. But like, you know, drinking you're telling not me advice. the Catholic Democrats have no idea what is a vice and what's not a vice. Yeah, they're like drinking is a vice, but abortion, that's that's a human right. Chesterton um, 90 might be a joke, by the way. It, I think it's just someone's like, for 90 days, you smoke cigars, read poetry, and pray the rosary. We're just getting Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Okay, I, already, sorry. I, I unknowingly did that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, that Cardi was... B lyrics are poetry, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, that's kind of funny. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of spoofs on it. The other thing was their commercial made a splash because they had the guys that were in it. I assume they were wearing bathing suits, but they filmed them doing their cold showers. Wow. Which I thought was pretty wild. Shirtless people on the timeline on Twitter. 
uh, it definitely made a splash. No pun intended. Extra pun intended. Obviously. Well, that's uh, yeah, good on them. It's uh, yep. Man, ninety days until Easter. I just had to look up when Ash 89. Wednesday. Oh, eighty-nine. I Ash Wednesday is February seventeenth. Um, it is obviously one of those feasts that always sneaks up on me because I never know the date. So this year I'm getting out ahead of it. And there you uh, go. That's my my Exodus ninety is for ninety days trying to attempt to remember when Ash Wednesday is. And that's all. Ha. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a Genesis Leviticus conversation. So Exodus ninety, your way out of it. Amazing. Um, hate Amazing. It. So, you know. Okay. There it's, we go. Do you, um, anything else? Anything? Uh, any other spiritual things you're trying to do this this 2021? No, I don't think so. Just want to, you know, become a saint, escape the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those. Yeah, need of thy mercy. Basically, all okay. those, all the things. That's good. Um, wow, I was going to look up a saint of the week, but the I can't find the the calendar that I use. Oh no! I bet it was communist China. Ah, uh, China. Um. Okay, well, maybe you have to postpone that. Where is it? That's okay. We're probably over time anyway. We're not over time. No one, everyone's doing Exodus 90. No one's listening to this anymore. True. Our listeners are so devout and disciplined. There was a thing on the internet called a guy named, they use now called Bean Dad, and I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> but if you want to know about the, the, who Bean Dad is? Go listen to Raising Helmix, the Helmix podcast. They yes. they talked about it. Um, they did a deep dive. I listened. Yeah, they, no, um, it was great. They definitely uh, took that issue and they they opened it in under six hours. They uh, opened up and and looked inside that issue. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's a saint. I got a saint of the week for you. Pope, Bean Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Pope Tell of Tell us for us. T e l e s p h o r u s. Pope, run and tell that he was the bishop of Rome from 126 to his death in 134 during the reigns of Roman emperors Hadrian and Antonius Pius. Okay, he, he was born in Italy. The Carmelites venerate venerate. Tell us for us as a patron saint of the order, since some sources depict him as a hermit living on Mount Carmel. He's also a martyr, martyr according to the ancient testimony of Irenaeus. Mm-hmm. He, well, some would say Iranius. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, his patronage is the Carmelites. He's always, his attributes are the papal vestments. Come on, like we need to get him some more attributes. If he was Pope and he, the things attributed to him in pictures are papal vestments, like we really need to think outside the box. His feast, sus, bro. His feast day is January 5th, which is uh, today. And he's, Ayo. Yeah, he's the eighth Roman bishop in succession after Peter. Um, in tradition of 
Let's see. In tradition of Christmas midnight masses, the celebration of Easter on Sundays, the keeping of a seven-week Lent before Easter, and the singing of the Gloria are usually attributed to his pontificate, but some historians doubt that such attributions are accurate. So as with anything that was kind of happening around that time, uh, I guess the record keeping wasn't as great, but where do we stand on that? Like, if that's attributed, do we want to attribute it to him, Zach? Are we going to be skeptics on that? Um, I think it's, you know, I don't know who had a lot of motivation to, uh, to make up a fake quote from, what did you say? St. Auto Telephonia? St. Kiss Me Through the Phonia? Tell, tell us for us. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's like trying to make, you know, there's like that fake St. Francis quote and there's all those, but I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll buy it. Okay. Well, those are pretty major things. Christmas midnight masses, the celebration of Easter on Sundays, the keeping of seven-week Lent before Easter, and the singing of the Gloria. I mean, you can't get more important than that, Zach, unless you're, you know, more important than that. But those are pretty great. All right. Well, Pope tells for us, pray for us. And Pope uh, pray us for us. That's a good one. Keep them going. Keep them going. Any other ones? Nope. Fresh out. During Exodus 90, you can't re- watch or read the works of Tell, tell Us For Us. Exactly. All right, gang. Tell, tell, tell the people for us. Tell us for us, Matt. There you go. All there right, gang. Well, uh, thanks for listening. And we will talk to you all next week. See ya. See ya.